Hello, my name is Gunnar Detheridge, and this is my podcast called What's Your Medium? This podcast is devoted to getting to know the artists, the makers, movers, and the shakers that are making big things happen in our creative world. Somewhere during the middle of the pandemic, I realized that what I was missing the most were those interactions with other artisans. And on this podcast, we will explore the points of view and the ins and outs of my guests and get to the root of what makes them so inspired to create. So join me each week as we ask my guests, what's your medium? Oh my gosh, hello. Hi, welcome to the new year. Welcome back to the podcast. I firstly want to apologize for taking a little longer than I would have liked to have to get back to you guys, but I needed a little bit of time to kind of breathe, heal, grieve, like kind of like refocus my life so that I could bring you guys the solid quality content. But it is officially 2021. I am officially back, albeit a little bit late in January, but your boy is here. Don't you worry. I am going to bring you guys some amazing stuff this year. I've been working on a lot of incredible things. I did take some time off from creating because I really wanted to kind of get to the root of like, what is it that I want to be doing? I don't want to just be like making dresses for content. I want everything to have a purpose. And in that, I have kind of started to like go public a little bit in saying that I am working on my own television show, which is going to be a mixture of like Queer Eye meets Martha Stewart meets just going in to help people and like rearrange their lives and like help them make sense of like what DIY means to them and like really make a difference in uh, people's day-to-day lives. And to me, that is the most important thing that I could do with any kind of platform. And that is to help people and to inspire people. And if I can do that in some way, that is what I've been put on this planet to do. So it's not on the ground yet, but it's something that I have in the works. So if you guys could send a little bit of that magic juju out into the universe, I would love you and appreciate you forever for that because It would be my absolute dream to make that happen. As far as other things going on in my life, I am working on getting new products out to you guys, which is super exciting. I'm releasing some masks this week, which is exciting. Um, I'm also working on just a lot of different dresses. Um, This week, I'm actually about to prepare to go out onto this place called the Savage Ranch, which is a Burning Man paradise blown up into this kind of chic world of fashion. It is run by the creative director, uh, Love Bailey, who is an artist who is a absolute chef's kiss creator of content. Uh, they've worked with everyone in the music industry, but also are creating this like beautiful world of like circus chic fashion and music videos and art and just at this beautiful campaign with Valentino. So, I'm actually renovating the interior design of this bungalow that is inspired by the old fortune teller booths. And I'm so excited because this is going to be a video I get to promote, but it's just going to be a couple days in the middle of nowhere where I get to just create and explore and have a good time with creatives that are exciting and like free and I'm really happy about it. So I can't wait to share that experience with you guys. This week on the podcast, I have a very old friend coming on. Very old, meaning two years, but we connected the minute we got together. 
Her name is Roz Dresfeles, which, yes, is a play on Roz Dresfeles, which is one of my least favorite stores because every time I would do costume design, I would have to buy and return to Roz Dresfeles, and they would gripe at me every time about the return policy. So they have become my least favorite store, but I love this human being that's about to come onto the podcast. I met Roz at this really weird gig, my first gig in Los Angeles, where I created costumes for this very naughty Santa play live experience thing. I love the people that put it on, but honestly, it was an absolute disaster. But Roz and I had so much downtime to connect, and we just became fast friends. We were able to talk about really human everyday real life things and like came out of this with like a really good friend that I've worked with multiple times in the past couple years but I just like to watch people that I'm I've come to like let into my like inner circle blossom and flourish and Roz is one of those people that has just blossomed Roz has a podcast called Ghosted which I was actually on I had a podcast episode where I shared an experience I had with a cult and a shared dream It was wild, and yes, I will link it in the description of this podcast, but if you like anything paranormal, that podcast is for you. It's called Ghosted, with an exclamation point, and I'm talking super flamboyant and super over the top because I'm inspired by Roz, who is one of the most great radio voices I've ever heard. You'll obviously delve right into this, but if you like anything paranormal and you like anything kind of out there and quirky, Roz is the podcast for you. They've also had... Every every kind of celebrity you can imagine, people from like Elvira to Busy Phillips, who was like my absolute favorite, Margaret Tra- Margaret Cho, me, Gunnar Dethridge, as well as like a slew of other people. So many people that I can't even remember, but that is such a solid podcast. It's like my weekly go-to. So if you're into that, definitely check out the link in the description, like and subscribe. And on that note, please like, and subscribe to my podcast. I'm really going to put a lot of effort into it this year. I have some really cool guests lined up for you, and I want you guys to be in the loop, and I want you guys to make sure that you are here for the party. So, like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell everyone we're here to party, and now let's get into my conversation with Roz Dresfeles. So how has how has quarantine been for you? Because I haven't seen you since we recorded your podcast, like like maybe a year ago. Oh my god, it's been so long. I know, I oh know. God, um, I mean, it's so weird. You know, obviously, it's so weird to be like, "How are you?" Um, but I, I've been um, actually not terrible for the most part. You know, just trying to keep. Trying to keep the positive vibes going, though it's not always easy, but trying to just keep busy, keep creative. You know, I work best with assignments when I have, you know, when I have a deadline, when I have something I need to prepare. And, um, you know, I still am doing my podcast from home. So, like, it, it gives me a little bit of that. But then it's also really led me to doing so many, like, art projects and arts and crafty type stuff and and my own version of interior decorating like just trying to keep (laughs) the the uh creative energy flowing um which I hope you know I I definitely think that that's an important thing when you're a creative person whether whether you have anything to work on or not just to keep that keep that part of your brain going so that's been huge for me for staying sane 
at least. Um, I feel like everyone has gone through at least one phase of being an interior designer. Everyone has had those weeks where you're like, okay, this is the week I'm really going to take care of myself. And then you have the weeks where you're like, I don't feel very good. <laughs> like, it's like this like weird roller coaster of like creativity and like just like responding to like our bodies. And I'm like a, I'm very much so like you, I'm a, a task oriented person. So when I don't have something going on, which is really what started me even doing social media with, with my craft, because I never did that. And I was like, I can, I'm losing my mind. I cannot sit still this long. And that was like right. two months, no, about two months into the pandemic. So I, I feel that. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how everyone comes out of this. Because it's like, I think so many people are feeling so stagnant that it's like, there is going to be that creative boom that everyone kind of like jokes about with, um, the the renaissance basically yeah well you know what's really been interesting for me is um you know I think there's there's a number of reasons why this has happened but I've done so much reflecting on what my life was like and and what what I want it to be like when I can get back to life, even though obviously it's going to be different for many ways. I mean, a lot of the mm-hmm. places that I used to work at, like uh, queer venues and comedy clubs, and you know, there's a lot of places that hopefully will still be there uh, or might be a little yeah. bit different. Uh, and so, uh, for that reason, for the sake of creative survival and just survival in general, like what what will I be doing? Because I want mm-hmm. to be making my own opportunities and and so yeah it's it's led me down different paths and um it, it's exciting it's scary but I'm also right. just like okay well those options might not be there so I got to figure something else out so well, you obviously you do your podcast which we will talk about but before this for anyone that doesn't know you or isn't like familiar with your work like you were a stand-up comedian you hosted events you did all of this under the umbrella of drag which I think was probably just like a conduit for you to do these, which <laughs> yeah. I think is really interesting because I think you have such a uh, an interesting take on like what drag is. But your your work before this required an audience, which I think is going to be so right. interesting. Trying to, I mean, I can't imagine trying to figure out how to pivot to make your art accessible again and relatable. Because stand up comedy via Zoom is very different. Than a stand-up comedy oh via live audience. <laughs> it's yeah, and I mean that's something that you learn when that is taken away from you. Uh, you learn like, why am I doing this? Like, am mm-hmm. I doing this? It's weird because unfortunately, I don't. <laughs> I've tried for so many years to to connect with people over social media and create like funny videos and stuff, and and it's certainly in me to do, but I'm. Uh, I don't feel know. genuine. I, I just realized that so much of what I used to do was because I loved that collective energy. You know, I get real spiritual sometimes. And, and I like the, the energy of like having mm-hmm. a room full of people like right there in front of me. And I, I, you know what I love the most is I love uh, this idea that only us in this room are having this experience. It will never happen again. Mm-hmm. You can't redo it. Um, there's no editing it. It is just for right now. And, and I realized looking back that that was what I liked so much. Um, obviously that like, also podcasting is something that is huge for me, which is definitely different. And it is something that's, um, doesn't have that same kind of, uh, you know, one time thing. Um, but I realized just in terms of 
doing stand-up and drag shows and that kind of stuff, it's really hard for me. It's really hard for me to do um, over video in my living room. I, I don't know. It but feels a little I can do purposeless. It when I, not in, not mm. I, that sounds aggressive, but I think it's like you said. There is that that energy sharing between the audience. I think that there's also something really captivating about watching something happen in real life, yeah. and and it feels like a, it's a very human thing, right? You're watching somebody be vulnerable, which even if you're comfortable doing your act and you're comfortable with yourself, there's a vulnerability that you have to accept being in front of an audience. And there's this shared, sometimes, most of the time, respect between the two groups. And I can only imagine that that feels a little vapid through a computer screen because the jokes don't stick. You don't get to make that face-to-face interaction. Someone's eating a yogurt while they're watching. You know, like, there are all (laughs) of these different variables that kind of make what you're doing. It it takes, like, what makes it special away in in some ways, I think. Right. It's also, like, you have a bunch of people trapped in a room, essentially. I mean, like, of course, anyone could leave when you're um, at, like, a comedy show or something. They can leave anytime. But for the most part, it's kind of rude. So you have them, like, trapped in this (laughs) room, and you're like, look at me. I did my makeup. Laugh at me make me feel like I'm special and uh and you have them captive in that way and when you do it when you're doing like a stand-up show over zoom or whatever it's like they technically could just like you know turn on their tv they could leave like they could. it's mm-hmm, harder mm-hmm. It's definitely harder and I'm like am I up for the challenge I don't know I mean it's really it's really made me think a lot about why I do this and um what path I want to it which you know I'm actually really I'm really grateful for you know I'm grateful to have a reason to kind of uh have to step back and and reevaluate mm-hmm. and um you know it's like I was really in a flow of in one way or another doing um be, either being on stage or um shooting something or doing something pretty much every day um I, I would say at least depending on when we're talking but you know at the end of the old world I was probably doing about four five six days a week I was doing that kind of stuff which is a lot yeah it is a lot and it was a couple of years of doing that and different times doing you know more or less but never taking more than a week away Mm -hmm. from doing that and and it also kind of got me I think into this headspace of just like this is life and this is how it's always going to be and blah, blah, blah. And like, it didn't really give me, it was hard to take a second and reflect because I was always worried about the next gig or worried about the next thing or, you know? Um, So that's, that actually has been something nice to, to, uh, you know, I'm just trying to find the positive and all Mm -hmm. of this, you know? Um, I mean, when you're dealt this kind of cards, I mean, we have to, there's no, I mean, of course you do. Like I, I like you feel very similarly in the fact of like, well, this is the most time I've ever taken off. And and even at that, I still managed to fill my time as much as I did before. But I, I feel it's more genuine because I'm pouring it back into myself and my craft and not somebody else's vision. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, I think that part of the hustle that we were feeling is being in a city like Los Angeles and trying to survive as an yeah. artist. Very hard, right? And then there's also the the probably addiction to being busy that I think a lot of us experience. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I, I have, I have really kept busy 
I think for the most part, I, I've done pretty well. I've shot a couple of things and I, mm-hmm. I got into Patreon. So now I am making like, you know, funny videos and stuff, but um, specifically like on Patreon, because I'm also like, okay, I need a job. Um, so I'm doing that. I'm doing podcasting and then, you know, here and there writing and working on um you know, what's the next thing? I'm always, that's what drives me crazy a little bit is like, I need to have like a next thing. I need to have something to look forward to for for my sanity. And and since I can't rely on the world or anybody to give that to me, I have to create it myself. And so- I, That is from my, my mouth to yours. I mean, I feel very similarly all the time and not to be this bitch, but have you considered taking your act to TikTok? <laughs> Oh my God. I think about it every, I get requests constantly. I, don't I would happily have a conversation with you about Please. Oh my God. just some ideas. I don't know. I'm not like a TikTok expert, but for some reason I have managed to crack some kind of code there. Yes, and, you um, have. And cr- congratulations, by the way. I didn't oh my even God, thank you. Uh, realize that, like that you're this gigantic TikTok star now. And it's amazing. I, I uh, it's it feels to be honest with you it feels like this like weird number that i'm always trying to reach but i'm grateful to have that many people looking at i realize now the power of people and the power of like a free internet i will say that totally yeah yeah i mean i've gotten so much more passionate about um i mean god there's so much (laughs) i feel like we have so much catching up to do and especially like creative catching up to do because you know I'm really I've been reflecting a lot about um you know like before all of this stuff I was a drag queen and I was um you know I was a drag queen but I've, I've always had this thing where I'm like okay I love drag culture I love working with drag queens but then I also have always had like this second life where I'm like okay but where else are drag queens not and so I was always like trying to, to expose drag to people in, in a way. Um, I love being around people that have never experienced drag queens mm-hmm. because that means I'm the best one they've ever seen. <laughs> but also it's like, you know, educating people in a way without having to preach. And, um, and, and I am a big believer in the whole idea of like, oh, I never saw anyone like you before. And now because of that, I'm going to think twice uh, next time I have a bad thought about someone like you or whatever, you know, mm-hmm, like there's like mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Um, and so I've, I've been in a lot of straight spaces because of that as a drag queen. And, and I've really branched off into the paranormal world and the paranormal mm-hmm. investigating world. And, and so I've been, you know, looking into just different avenues and, and different things that I can do that are different. Um, I guess, I don't know. Do I sound like an asshole? I don't know. What no, I, I mean, the thing is, and this is even in my notes about things I wanted to talk to you about is that the fact that I think that you're somebody that redefines what drag is. And, and I say that simply because I've known you for about two years now and we've, we came into contact with each other in the most ridiculous of ways, <laughs> which I will talk about in the intro to the podcast because I think that that's a funniest story that I need to tell. But I think that you just, I think you define drag in such a strange way because I, even when I've made things for you, you don't want to, it's not so draggy that it's like, I'm trying to think the right way to say this. I think you use drag as a vessel to do what you want to do. I don't think that you do drag because it's who you are all the time, if that makes sense. Like it's a, I think that you are always Roz, but like the the image of Roz, I think that you use as a tool to get where you need to go, which I think yeah. is really clever. Well, yeah, that's something that is interesting because when it all started, 
<laughs> and again, this is so much reflecting the past year, but um, uh, from an outsider's perspective, I guess a little bit, the way it started was being a, a gay, you know, early 20s male. And I was, um, I was fascinated by wearing women's clothing and, and the drag community at that time, especially, which was way different than it is now. Uh -huh. And, um, and I was, you know, trying to figure out, like, I liked acting. I liked doing comedy. I liked writing. I liked hosting. I liked also visual art. You know, I liked doing makeup. I liked doing arts and crafts. I liked putting together a look. I liked all these things, but I was like, how how can I do all of these things? Like, that's too many things. <laughs> like you can't, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of things to pursue at once. You kind of have to put your energy into uh, things uh, sometimes, you know, I don't want to be like, like a jack of all trades, but like not, you know, like just kind of mediocre at a bunch of things. So I was Jack like, of all trades, master of none. Yes. And so I was like, I need to really figure it out and then when I started learning more about drag I was like oh this is this feels right this is a way that I can do all of these things mm -hmm. and uh and get away with it and sometimes I'm leaning more into the comedy stuff or the acting stuff or whatever and, there, and it kind of I learned like oh there doesn't have to be rules you know you can actually do all the things that you want to do it's just a matter of figuring out how to make make it make sense for all of mm -hmm. them to work but what I've learned uh, the past like couple of years is I'm like, I think it's a little bit deeper. And I think, um, you know, I'm not making any proclamations or any announcements or anything, but I've learned a lot more about my gender identity um, as a lot of us have, because there's been so much more conversation about yeah, that. And absolutely. And, and I'm like, you know, I, I don't know what direction I'm heading in. I'm definitely doing way more exploring than I did before. But um, it's led me to like, you know, maybe there's things that I don't want to do anymore. Maybe I want to like, uh, at times, you know, do the dragony drag thing and make that specifically be um, mm -hmm. a drag thing. And then also, you know, keep wearing clothes that we're told are meant for women and tone it down a bit and continue to tell comedy and, and uh, interview people and, and do all the things I do. So I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to like figure out what's going on here. Um, but uh, it, it's interesting because it still affects my creative life and my professional life because we are still talking. I still work in a in a field where we deal with gender and and, uh, and and so it's I don't know it's been fun it's been an interesting journey and I'm continuing even more with it and um, and trying to figure out where that's going to lead me. I mean the time that we've been given and in the climate that we're in where gender is such a normal conversation and where people are much more open and accepting of having that conversation. I think it's a good time to be having, walking that path, you know? Right. Well, isn't it funny because you and I, I think are like approximately the same age and mm -hmm. uh, very different time, like in our even adult lives, like yes. things have changed a lot around that. And um, a lot of things I wish I would have realized when I was younger, I just didn't know. I, I didn't, I wasn't exposed to those conversations. I wasn't, I didn't see that representation. I didn't, I, I thought, you know, I well, wasn't there in the binary, you know, it's like, you're a man, you're a woman, or yeah. you're, you know, or you dress, you're a man that dresses like a woman and we call it a drag queen or, or, right. you know, there's just, there's, 
you know, or you're trans, but that you only saw a certain representation of what that could mean. Totally. And so I'm just kind of like learning. The word spectrum has been redefined for for our generation, I think, or introduced and redefined because genuinely that's what we've been shown is that there's a spectrum for everything. And, and, and instead of everything being so black and white, we're like, Hey, we're all living in the gray area. I don't know why it has to be black or white, you know? So I, I, I think that that I'm with you on that because growing up, there was no representation of anything that was not gay, straight, and one specific idea of trans, and and even one specific idea of gay. Exactly. So you know how, how we? It's a miracle we're all able to explore this now, considering where we were. I think that we're in this like day and age where we've seen such a quick evolution, so strongly. Yeah. And now we're in this place where we're like, yeah, maybe I do want to question this now because like when I was in like eighteen or nineteen in beauty school. I, you could not tell what gender I was. I very much so represented female, but I never saw myself as a woman. And so I was always kind of doing this like gender bendy thing, but not as a statement, just because it was like, I weirdly felt the most comfortable in a pair of like four inch chunky heel boots, skinny jeans, an oversized (laughs) shirt and a full face of makeup, you know? like I love that. That that was me for the longest time. So now I've like found this like, I don't know, like safety net and like being overly masculine and like comfortable with not being so put together. But I love the idea that I can explore that whenever I want. So I'm in a lot of ways thankful that we're in this generation. And I mean, I, and I'm realizing now um, that, 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 that thing I said earlier about um, kind of exposing that uh, a person, a queer person in, in the way that I am, to people that have never seen this before. It is exactly mm-hmm. what I wish I had when I was younger, which is learning, you know, seeing someone like that uh, and learning what, learning about who they are and what is going on there. I, I yeah. never, I didn't have much of that growing up and even into my like early twenties. Um, and so uh, I think, I think it is good for opening people's minds. And I'm also, always surprised how many people have no clue about any of this stuff (laughs) and I've never met anyone that's even remotely queer or trans or a drag queen or any of that and they have like this idea of what that means and and I'm uh I love the idea of redefining that and and opening people's minds to any possibility Mm -hmm. and now let's take a quick break this is your daily reminder to take a deep breath in inhale all the good Picture it as a white, bright light. And when you exhale, all the bad is like a dark smoke exiting that body. Drink a big glass of water, set your intentions for the day. And now, let's get back to my conversation with Roz Dresfelez. RuPaul is airing another season. I think it airs tonight. How do you feel about the impact that that television show has had on the way people view drag and on the drag world itself? It has been huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has, it's, it's so incredible. You know, when I think about RuPaul, it's like you really can't compare RuPaul to, I don't think anybody and right. any other kind of media or uh, art form or uh, you know, creative outlet. Like there's, there's no other person like that. Like, sure, there's like, big huge mu- movie stars or music stars but there's like a lot of them like RuPaul is like the one and has completely exposed the world 
to this art form. And I think it's um, important to to give props to RuPaul. And it's almost like we're so used to it at this point that it's like, let's not forget, this is insane. It's so crazy when you think about it, right? There's drag queens on TV. There's drag queens winning Emmys. Like it is so incredible. And the trickle down of that is huge for so many people and myself included, you know, I... I have not been on that show and, and I'm actually, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you've been approached multiple times though. Well, I get asked all the time if I, yeah. <laughs> why I haven't, or if I'm interested in, and frankly, at this point, I don't think it's the path I want to go down, but, um, I have a lot of respect for it and I've seen what it's done for so many people firsthand because I'm friends with so many people that have been on it, but also like someone like me, um, I get opportunities because now people know about drag queens because they see it on VH1 and or wherever else they see it now on TV and they go, Oh my God, I want one. I want a drag queen at my birthday party, or I want Mm -hmm, a drag queen mm -hmm. to do my photo shoot or whatever. And um, so it's been nothing but good for, for me. I think it has done a huge, uh, a huge thing for, for all of us. It's really normalized. It's, it's given, a platform to drag queens and to a queer community that's like never been there. And it's also, it's, it's also constantly pushing itself to redefine itself. Like there's um, got Mick on there. That's like the first trans man to be on there. And right. so you've got these like new, it's constantly evolving. And I have, I have friends that have been on the show as well. And like you said, it is incredible what a platform it does for them. It does brand them in a certain way, which I think is, it's, it's, it's really helpful in a lot of ways. And then in some ways I feel like some of them feel trapped by it which I think is a perk of you choosing to go a different route and choosing to do things like hosting your podcast. And by well, doing- you with Project Runway, I mean, you yeah. made your own thing happen. But you know, it never took off for me in the way like that. I, I, it, this whole this whole new following, I never, I, I got my following literally eight months ago, like <laughs> in the last eight months. So, I mean, it's a new thing, but I, the freedom of redefining yourself and like giving yourself your own platforms, I think feels so good too, which I yeah. am very grateful for. I mean, I, I'm building this, this uh, community of people where we talk about ghosts and um, well, let's get into, we're, let's get into it. Your podcast okay. is called ghosted yes. and it's available literally everywhere podcasts are available, but like, yes. how would you describe your podcast and what you do? <laughs> well, um, you know, it, it depends who you ask. I think a lot of people um, at face value just look at it as like, oh my God, a drag queen talking about ghosts, which like, yeah, it is. And like, sometimes I have famous drag queens on and we talk about ghosts, but um, for the you most part- You have famous guests on in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had, I've, I've, the, the way it started out was um, I've always been into this stuff. I'm a big believer in things, you know, and, and again, my mind has really opened up and, and changed. Uh, my beliefs on this stuff are constantly changing, mainly from hearing people's experiences. And I wanted to create a safe space for celebrities um, to feel comfortable sharing this stuff and for everyday, you know, listeners of the show to to come on as well. We do listener episodes and we have a Facebook group and, you know, we we are this community now of people that aren't here to judge you. And, and so often with these stories, you get told you're crazy, you're lying, you made that up. And it's very vulnerable to be able to share this stuff. 
And so that was something I was not really expecting was um, this like, this just this whole idea of like, let's, let's all um, be open and honest and judge judgment free and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, we're laughing and having fun and keeping it light at times, but it gets real at times. And yeah, um, and I and what I really like to show with it is that all kinds of people can have these experiences. It doesn't matter what your cultural background is, like any of that stuff, gender identity, religious background, famous, not famous. It doesn't really matter. Like this kind of stuff mm-hmm. can We're happen human. to anyone. You're showing like a very human experience with something that is very non-human at the moment. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, it's been really fun. And I do it every Thursday. And then, yeah, I'm doing it now like on Patreon. And um, I like this idea of having fun with the paranormal. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like we we play silly games on the show that are paranormal related. And I, I've actually been doing a thing. This is what I want to do on TikTok. I've been doing a thing on Patreon where I, I don't know if you know about this, but on eBay, there's like a whole world of haunted dolls for sale. There's like I think you told me about this when I was at your at the studio like this is really ringing a bell but please go please move forward well I do these videos um these videos I don't this is not the official name but I call them Chucky or just yucky and I Mm -hmm. get I critique their outfits and I read their backstories and um we have a great time with that and um yeah I do this thing EVPs or EV please where I uh find ghost voices on YouTube and then I play them for my guests and wait I'm so sorry I haven't even said this by far uh well I shouldn't say definitive anything but one of my favorite ghost stories was yours and I have repeated it so many times I've actually (laughs) gone back and listened to it multiple times just to make sure I'm not like uh (laughs) making up things that that aren't real from your story your ghost story is like your dream one is one of the most incredible stories I've ever heard in fact, when I do interviews promoting the show, I'm always telling people like, okay, here's the one to start with. <laughs> it keeps me up at night. It is insane. And I love it. It's it, weirdly to this day, one of the most vivid dreams I've ever had. And I'm a very vivid dreamer in general. I think I, I my brain just goes there, but like that night, I, I, I just remember that like that. So yeah, I'll link that as well to in this podcast. Oh, so if anybody yes. wants to listen to that episode, they totally can. Yes, that was, I mean, you came on my show because, you know, I ask everyone I know and, and I've, it's gotten to a point where I do this so much that I'm like reaching out to people I don't know and, and famous people and publicists and like all this stuff. But um, I'm always looking for good stories. And as time has gone on, I get a little bit more like pre-interview, like just to make sure like they got the goods. But yeah. um, even when with you, I connected with you so much that, and I realized that you have such good taste in everything in life that when you told me you had a good story, I was like, I don't even need any other questions. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm going to go with it. And it turns out, yeah, once again, <laughs> go to Death Ridge with the fucking impeccable taste. <sighs> one of the scariest stories I've ever heard. Oh my God. Well, so on this note, have you watched Surviving Death on Netflix? Oh my God, you're like the fifth person today to ask well, me this. Well, I, I only say this, so I lost my grandmother on Christmas Day and like we were very, oh, very, sorry. we were, no, it's okay. Like I've been, I've definitely taken my time to grieve. Like we were in a great place. It was just losing someone's heart regardless. But like, I have so little regrets. Like 
we were good. We talked all the time. But since her passing, I am like crazy, like looking for signs. I'm like waiting for it. And I think I've had one. I know my mom, my mom, she definitely visited my mom night before last. And because I'm glad I want to, this happened when I want to talk to you. So my mom has this like giant, like Italian Mastiff dog. He's not a barking kind of dog. He's very whiny. He's just not, it takes too much energy for him. The middle of the night, like 4 a.m., he's like barking at the cabinets. My like wakes my mom up. My mom goes in there and the light turns on in the in the in the kitchen. She's the only one in there. And my mom, and because I had just told my mom to watch the show, and I was like, look, you need to look for these things. And my mom was like, the dog was going crazy barking, and this light flicked on, and then he stopped. Oh my God. I'm like, I, my, my grandma's hanging around. Granny's here. She's I around. Seen it. I, I have not seen that show yet, but um yeah people keep telling me I need to check it out and so I'm going to uh, maybe I'll watch that later tonight there are definitely uh, parts of it you'll like because every episode's different so every episode covers something different like a lot of it's about mediumship and the and connecting with the dead via that way and some of it's about like a physical mediumship like with a seance mm -hmm. um and then they talk about uh reincarnation and like and give you these like really factual stories it's just is really crazy it kind of opened my eyes to like that world yeah, I love that. And, you know, the, the approach that that I take, I think when I started doing the podcast, I was like, everything's a ghost and this is spooky. And, uh, mm -hmm. and um, I've learned that so much of it is the unknown and the unexplained. And they call it that because we don't know how it yeah. works. And I think that's kind of the fun of it a little bit. And one way that you learn about it more is just from hearing people's experiences and from um, seeking out different people's experiences or going out and having your own experiences. And um, so because of that, I'm always like taking this open-minded approach and my mind is constantly blown by, by the possibilities of this stuff. And, and again, your story is a story unlike one I ever heard, um, which I keep teasing. We shouldn't, we shouldn't say the story. People can go find it on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, I have definitely been open to it. I, I mean, I believe in, in ghosts. I'm always like, I'm a realist in life. So I'm always like mildly skeptical of everything. But yeah. I think when my grandmother passed, I was like, I can't, I physically and mentally cannot believe that there's nothing else and that our energy goes nowhere else. Like, so that really forced me to kind of like reevaluate like what my viewpoint on our, our energy and our life and death and all of that you know mm -hmm. so I, f I feel that I think it's interesting that you people are vulnerable about that exploration with you which I think is what's cool about your podcast yeah well you know this is like this is one of these things that I think about a lot um that it's one of those things where it's like should I say this or not but um but I I have found that a lot of times um, since I am someone that's known for wearing giant wigs and having a silly name and like uh, I, I, I hope that I come off to people as somebody that uh, why the fuck am I going to judge anyone like I think there's like this thing mm -hmm. where like oh drag queens are going to read me and they're going to make me <laughs> be mean or whatever they're so fabulous and like I don't I, I don't think I give off that energy. I hope don't. I don't. Um, well, I, I mean, you're, you've got like the rambunctiousness and the light, like the loud energy of somebody that like can host an event and like be in the front of an audience, which I, I think people naturally assume with being read, right? But like, you're not, you're just, you're, that's just not who you are. 
Right, which is why I'm like, am I a drag queen? <laughs> or am I just- No, you totally are. And if, if I've learned anything, it's that you can literally be whatever, whoever you want to be and however right. you want to do it. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I hope that, because, um, you know, again, I'm having on a lot of people lately that like don't know me. They just know what they see of me. And I hope that they see that I'm somebody that's like, I have no place to judge anyone. Like I- my guard is down even though I appear to be kind of a larger than life character mm -hmm. and I I hope that people um, can sense that me and the space that I'm creating um, and the people that listen to it I hope that we all realize like why are the, we're not here we we're people that have been judged in our life we all have been judged mm -hmm. for shit in our life like let's not do that here let's like let's allow people to be open and honest and uh, share these things and if you don't believe it, I mean, you don't have to be mean. I've been so lucky that people have not been mean like that. Um, yeah. To me, I always say, like, if you don't believe it, well, like, I hope you can still enjoy the conversation and have a good time and maybe yeah, we'll be entertained. Laugh. Yeah. Um, so I try to keep it funny and, and um, spooky at times or whatever. You're not but... reading the news. You know, and like I, I'm also not uh, with an agenda to make people believe that, like, this is true and this is right. why happens and I, you're not coast not, to coast yeah yeah that's not <laughs> my approach my approach is more just like uh allowing people to share it and and to have a good time with it so what are your goals for it you have any 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 big things coming up on the podcast you'd like to, to chat about oh you know i've got some things that uh you know how hollywood is can't always NDAs, uh, NDAs, NDAs. I tell you every secret uh, in my giant wig of secrets. But <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to build this audience, and um, I want to get on TikTok. I'm gonna, I, I got you. I got you. I'm gonna get you on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to make like my spooky, funny videos, and um, just continue to have more people on. I love you know, having celebrities on and um, yeah, I've, I've been having more experts on that are helping me cool. to have a better understanding of this kind of stuff. And um, oh, and I've been ghost hunting more. And so going out and getting my own experiences. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So um, got to pin that wig down so these ghosts don't yeah, snatch girl. it. Pin her in, pin her in. Um, so I like to end the interview with a series of rapid fire questions. And I would love to hear your answers on these. Okay. So you were having a seance and a famous guest joins you from beyond. Who is it? <laughs> so they have to uh, be passed. Someone that's passed. Who would you like to join to your seance? Oh my gosh. Um do you know Walter Mercado? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I just watched his documentary on Netflix. Yes. I just want to be around his energy. What was his famous phrase? Con mucho, mucho amor. Mucho, mucho amor. Yes. <laughs> um, when quarantine's up, where's the first country you'd like to travel to? Oh, London. I don't know. I've been, I've been connecting with a lot of people in England lately and they just have such a culture of like, long time ghosts that have had the gig for a long time and they have got uh so many haunted places and i love the drag out there so I, yeah. I i really am anxious to get out there i think they'd really like you if you had to oh. listen to only one album on repeat for the rest of your life what would it be oh my god uh um what album would i listen to 
You know, like this, this may be one of the reasons why I'm like the world's youngest uh, baby boomer, which is something that uh, comes up often where I'm like, God, I'm like an old man in his 60s. But Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Such a I, good album. I just love putting on that album. I've been mm. listening to it sometimes when I shower and I just... I discovered it when I was like 12 or so. And it's just like my, it's, it puts, it's such a mood. It's such a vibe. Mm-hmm. It's a vibe for sure. Uh, and the last one is where can everyone find you? What are your Instagrams? <laughs> What's your new TikTok handle? All that. Okay. Well, everything for the most part is Roz Drez Velez, which um, I'm sure it will be like, you know, on the description or something, how to spell that. But completely. I, um, yeah, I put that on like Instagram. I, I technically have a TikTok that's at Rose Dress Velez. Um, Good girl. You better, I'm glad you secured that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the podcast is called Ghosted Explanation Point by Rose Dress Velez. And um, yeah, it's out every Thursday. And um, some notable guests have been Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, um, Margaret Cho, Nicole Byer, Jack Osborne, um, Wendy McClendon Covey, Busy Phillips. And oh my God, I love her. Busy Phillips is like my secret obsession. So I love that she was on there. <laughs> oh, she's great. And she had some good stories. She was one of those like her. early, like when I couldn't be in the studio anymore and I had to like figure out how to do this from home. She was so like, I apologize that the audio isn't great for like some of those that Learning time. Curves. But, curves. Um, <laughs> but I definitely got busy on it. Good. Well, listen, thank you for taking time to come on today. I adore you. I missed you. I'm so glad that you made some time for me in your paranormal life. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm honored. If you've made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. This was such a fun conversation and a great way to break into the new year. If you guys have questions or listener comments, please send them over to whatshermedium at gmail.com. I'll be happy to look over them, respond to you guys, interact with you. You guys have been my lifeline for the last like year and a half. I'm very grateful to have all of you. I'm so thankful that you continue to support all of my mediums, including this one. And until next week, I'm sending you so much love and light. I love you all. Take care of yourselves. Wear your masks. See you soon.